Welcome to the Business Launch Podcast. Join us as we get up close and personal with savvy entrepreneurs. Let's explore their business journey and how they navigated challenges and reached their goals. I'm your host, Carlos Simonio. Hey guys, it's Carlo here from the Business Launch Podcast. It's been way overdue. I've had a month off because of a few things that's happening with life, contracting that I'm doing, and a few other things. But today I'm here with my special guest, Kevin Tran. He's a buyer's agent for InvestorKit. He's absolutely killing it, and he's been doing it for a few years. But yeah, I have saw him with a few articles as well on on LinkedIn and a few other things. So how you doing, Kev? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Carlo. How are you, mate? I'm good, good. So how's tell us a bit about yourself. So where did you grow up and and where did you start in business? So. Yeah, you're cool, man. Give you a bit of background to me personally. My background culturally is, is Vietnamese. My, my parents yep. came after the war in they came early eighties. Nice. So they met each other here, and then I was born in here, Bankstown, Bankstown, South Sydney. Yeah, um, nice. yeah. And we lived in. Both parents worked a lot. We lived in social housing till I was about eight, and then, and then yeah, we were able to buy their own home. Basically, from there, yeah, I was able to see a lot of through my parents. They instilled the culture of hard work in, in me and saving, being frugal. But after a few things happening with life and I saw how they managed money, yeah. uh, I learned a few lessons there as well. Like money can go, only get you so far and you've really got to start a business or earn that income to grow wealth and invest. So nice. yeah, that's in a nutshell, my background. Yeah. Awesome. Where did you study? Uh, you studied around Bankstown area? Yeah. So for, I bought in Bankstown, kind of lived there for the first few years and then we moved to our, we had social housing in Preston's, Liverpool. Nice. I lived at so uh, Green Valley. So yeah, yeah, same. I, I was in Hinchinbrook for a while. Yeah. My yeah, parents nice. first uh, bought our first home. We were in Hinchinbrook. But nice. Yeah, I grew up around that area. So yeah, went to Hinchinbrook Primary. I went uh, to Hinchinbrook Primary. <laughs> what? <This is> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I went to Oxton Park High School for a few years too. Okay, so then then I went to All Saints High. Nice. Yeah. Liverpool. In, in yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, from there. Did you go to uni? What did you end up doing after school? Yeah, so I, I always felt like I was pretty good at school, like throughout primary, most of high school was doing okay, but I had a lot of family issues, personal stuff going on. So the last few years were pretty turbulent for me and I just cruised through. I just wanted to, it got to a stage where I was in 11, year 11 yeah. and I think it was too late. Like I was, it was messing up a bit. So I thought I'll just, just write it out. So I actually got a mystery mark. Oh. Back then, 2008, it was AI, and it's ATAR now, but yeah. I got, I think it was like 30 and below. So I got a mystery mark. So I didn't make yeah. it to uni. Yeah. Then I just did some random jobs for the first year or so. Yeah. Then I eventually got into hospitality management. Nice. Then you were working in a casino, I heard. Yeah, so hospitality management to work in hotels and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then just where I was able to score from working in hotels front desk and stuff like that yeah. able to score a role working at the uh, the star casino in, nice. in the VIP division which is yeah. pretty cool so dealing you're doing no, you no dealing? so not not in that not dealing i was in a i was basically a vip host i've oh, got fancy nice. names for it but you're basically <laughs> a host yeah yeah so you get, you get, you get, awesome. you get a, yeah you get a portfolio like a book of clients and the job was basically to make sure they were happy and 
to make them gamble more. Really, <laughs> they're all spending. They're all spending yeah. the money. Yeah, looking you had all these fancy names and stuff, but that was the job, really. You're yeah. I'm happy, stay there, and come back more. That's it. Yeah, that's. How long were you doing that for before you started doing other things? Yeah, so that that was my first kind of first like real introduction to the amount of wealth there there is in the world and in Australia. So I was at the staff for about four years, and then I moved over to I got a job at Crown Casino. I was there for about four years as well. So yeah, just under a decade in the casino industry, and while I was working there exposure to the amount of wealth that there is yeah. understanding different mindsets because you have people who would lose 10 20 50 grand in a day and not blink an eye they're not phased <laughs> yeah they're like hey i'll see you next week i'll see you in a few days whatever yeah, yeah. it's talking to them you understand like they're, they've got multiple businesses yeah. they know like they're their mindset which is a stark contrast to my parents which was like they've got their employee income and then they save whatever they can yeah. This guy or ladies or whoever I was talking to, majority of them were, they were like, yeah, I'll lose this, but I can, I know how to make more. Yeah. You know, it was that a different mindset, abundance mindset. Yeah. So I'm not saying I agree with their habits, but it was just that mindset, which was really eye-opening for me. And that's where I decided that I was going to invest. So I was yeah. saving. Yep. Yeah. I've always been a good saver, but I decided I'm going to invest in something. And yeah, that thing led me into property. Yeah. So how... So you're a good saver, saved a bit of money. What made you go to property though in the first place? Yeah, it was like what I made, when I decided to go into property, I guess it was, I had a very basic understanding. I kept, this is 2000 and my first one was 2016. And around there nice. from 2015, there was Sydney and Melbourne were booming. Yeah. They're going through, they're going gangbusters. So kept hearing about all these it's in the media whenever things are good like it's in the media when things are bad it's in the media yeah. with property I'll, i was just curious i'm like how do i do this how do i get a piece of this and my i had very limited understanding i think all i knew was that if the property grows you could somehow use the growth there to buy more properties and you get the you get growth on the whole amount of the property's value so for yeah. example you put you down your deposit but the bank loans you the rest yeah and you get growth from that whole amount so they were the main reasons why I didn't go into shares. Because yeah. if I put 50K into shares, I get growth on that 50K. Whereas yeah. with property, I can get it on 500K, right? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I decided to go into property. But that was really the extent of yeah. my research at that time. Yeah. So being in the property industry, you could have gone a few different ways. You could have been a real estate agent, but you went the other route. You went as a buyer's agent. So what? made you decide to become a buyer's agent? Yeah, I, I came across the concepts as I was building out my portfolio. Yeah. And even now, there are quite a few buyer's agents, but in contrast to sales agents, and even it's still quite new as an industry, yeah. you still come across people who haven't heard of what a buyer's agent is. But that just made me, the whole process of buying my first property, my second, third, there's so much involved and when I made some mistakes with my first one and I realized that I would have been so much better with proper guidance yeah. or we would have made some better decisions. Yeah. So basically I felt like buyers are underrepresented, whereas sellers, you've got too many sales agents of anything. Yeah. So, You're competing so much more with more salespeople out there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And buyers, whether you're looking for your family home or you're looking to invest in property, 
need a lot of support. There's, there are other issues as well, like sprickers and other people in the property space <laughs> yeah, who pose as like they're not really, they've got hidden agendas and stuff. Yeah. It's where I got caught out with my first one. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that, that's the reason why I wanted to, I feel like I'm more aligned to the buyer side. Yeah. So it's been, you were, I know that you went through Buyer's Agent Institute learning there. How was that for you as being able to learn from actual buyer's agents? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's absolutely phenomenal. What I realized in life is you need network that you can get when you meet the right people, the knowledge, your skills, it can really make sure that you don't make mistakes as prolong your journey. Yeah. So basically getting guidance, having mentors or a team, a network, leveraging all of that expertise, it's going to be able to make sure that you can move a lot faster. Yeah. Same thing with those for me in terms of when I transitioned into a new career, then also as an investor myself, just understanding new concepts, research. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah, that's it's awesome. So you got into business. You've been, as we were talking offline before the recording started, you were, you've been in business for two and a half years as a buyer's agent under InvestorKit. How's that going for you? So, so yeah, just to clarify, with InvestorKit, it's been shorter. So I, as a buyer's agent, it's been two and a half years. Yeah. When I first launched and got into the space, I was working with another business. Oh, nice. All right. Getting exposure to different types. And I was also doing some family homes in, in Sydney's inner west. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to understand what really uh, aligned more with me. Yeah. And one of my first clients, we bought an auction for them. They were looking for more than nine months, which is they were crying when we won the auction. So that was really, it's really fulfilling, right? Yeah. But I think over time, I realized that I wanted to niche down and be a specialist in the, on the investment side. That's yeah. the side that I've got the most experience. And yeah. and yeah, that's when a partnership just made sense. Yeah. I guess what I realized as well is uh, in, in, in business, there are so many different layers to it as well. You could start off, your own whole company yeah. with lots of capital and then you can outsource and you can hire people and all that stuff. Or you could figure out, have a partnership with another business and understand where pros and cons, strengths and weaknesses are and then leverage each other's and grow faster. Nice. And that's nice. effectively what I've done with InvestorKit. The research aspect is comprehensive. Yeah. And for me personally, that's not my personality. I like to get deals done and the research analytical side is an area where Arjun and the guys at the InvestorKit team are stronger at. Yes. We work on that and it's, yeah, a lot of you, synergies there. Using your skill set as to using your team skill set to help you progress. What, are, what were the big wins in the start of your buyer's agent career? Yeah, the big wins would be, honestly, the first year and I think most real estate professionals, I think in any business, right? The first year is always the trickiest. Yeah. And to be honest, like it wasn't really flashy for me <laughs> just getting by. But yeah, that first win would be with those particular clients. They're also good friends. We're getting that deal done for them at auction was really rewarding, yeah. super emotional. And uh, yeah, that was good. I think for me, understanding overall where my business was going and what I enjoyed, that yeah. helped me redefine my strategy a bit more. Because I've been able to grow exponentially since I decided that there are certain aspects of the business that I don't enjoy as much, yeah. and I would rather partner with someone else. Yeah, for that. That's um, great. Yeah. yeah, 
that's probably after I decided on that and kept going. Yeah, that's been a massive win. Yeah. So what were the early, I know that you just mentioned that you were having, the first year wasn't so great for you. What were the challenges that you were facing as a business owner, as a buyer's agent? Yeah, so the challenges you face is just growing your brand, getting exposure, getting the inquiries, and then converting them as well. It's, there are so many aspects to it. Like when you, whether you're a buyer's agent or you do some other, you have some other business, the actual work itself, you know, what you're really good at, it's only one small part of the business. Yeah. Generating business, marketing, all those other things, understanding cash flow, all those things are challenges for me. I think it also comes down to then figuring out what's good for you and making a plan to fill up the gaps. What makes you stand out as a as a buyer's agent? Because I know that they're starting to grow now compared to all the real estate agents. Yeah, It's still minimal, but I know that there's a big influx of buyer's agent that's coming now. What makes you stand out from all the buyer's agents? I think... When so the difference between a buyer's agent and a selling agent yeah. on the selling agent side, you can really prove your worth from the very first transaction. Yeah. Like you were able to get a good result or whatever it was, you ran a really good campaign, and after a few sales, you can really demonstrate how effective you are. Yeah. With a buyer's agent, it's a bit harder because you won't really know oftentimes that you've gotten a good deal or not until later. Because if you haven't bought a good property, it doesn't really grow. If you're on the investment side, it hasn't really grown. And people won't really know. So yeah. I think what makes us different at InvestorKit is, and with myself, is I've got a portfolio myself yeah. that I've grown over the last seven years using the same methods that I use for clients. Uh, and we can prove our results yeah. going back, what sort of equity we've gained and all that stuff as well. So I think the proven methods and results are probably what makes us stand out. Was there any missteps that you thought crap, this is too hard for me or like, was there some, a time where you thought that this is harder than, than what I thought? Was there any missteps like that for you? Or like, yeah, when like, yeah if I'm thinking that if I made the right choice every yeah. day, <laughs> really, <laughs> I think in business, you can't, you know, it's a natural thing, right? I was talking to my missus the other day about it and just reflecting on the journey and it's such a roller coaster you have some days or some weeks where you do really well and yeah. feel on top of the world and then you have one or two weeks where yeah. nothing's really happening i'm like did i make the right choice <laughs> I've, I've definitely had those moments come up from time to time much more in the first year but, uh, but yeah i think me i'm lucky that i have a really strong partner that's been an emotional support that can yeah. just make me calm down a bit and then yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to have a partner that helps you out and gets you through the tough times. What mate? What motivates you daily, Kev? What motivates me? Probably a few things. One would be my family. So I've got obviously my wife and my. I've got a fourteen-month-old boy. Yeah, working from home, I spend a lot of time with them, and it's like a daily reminder why we're doing all of this. Yeah. Also, just. I guess the experiences that I had when I was younger, growing up with my family, seeing how what financial insecurity can do to a family yeah. and break a family apart, it's something that motivates me to, I don't want to ever experience that again. I don't want my son to experience that. Yeah. Uh, just making sure that we can 
provide a good life for our family. And and also my mum too, she's always been a good rock for me. So anything that I can do now to make sure that her life is good, like they're my main motivators every day. Nice. That's always the family that helps you keep going, helps you reach the goals that you want to do. Growing up, who were your influences in business or even just in life? Yeah, it's like maybe a bit tricky one. My mum definitely. She's always been a strong, independent woman. So, like, just a quick snapshot on her life. She came to Australia when she was nineteen. Uh, she's got eight siblings. She's the only one that left Vietnam yeah. with her partner at the time. So the whole trip, leaving on boat from Vietnam to, I think she went to Singapore first, was in a refugee camp there for a while, and then flew to Australia. Came to Australia, knew no one, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, always been a hustler, working multiple jobs whilst raising myself, my sister. Yeah, always been someone that I looked up to. Yeah, nice. And uh, yeah, man, I think other influences, like one book that made a massive impact on me and probably to a lot of people when I was younger, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah, the Robert Kiyosaki book, really opened my eyes up again. Yeah. So yeah, there were fundamental things that changed my mindset. Yeah. So going forward as a buyer's agent or property investor, what are your three biggest goals in the next three to 10 years? Biggest goals for myself would be to continue the trajectory that we're going down to be able to help as many people as possible, build and scale their portfolios, especially in a time there's a lot of economic uncertainty to it's empowering for people to be able to take control of their lives and in, in a way that gives them confidence as well. So very happy to be part of that. We want to get to a stage where, you know, I've got digital products as well, because understanding like a lot of people may not have the resources to, to use a buyer's agent. So something in between nice. you know, so some digital courses and products that can help people That's and then awesome. just building out the team, having systems in place to, to scale. Yeah. yeah. That's for you, that's for InvestorKit as a whole? or that Yeah, still... so the way that we've structured it and the way that you know, the, I look at business as well is with InvestorKit, I have my own business within the brand. Yeah. So my, my business is actually registered as KevTran yeah. uh, Buyers Agent or KevTran InvestorKit. Yeah. So yeah, there are elements in there that kind of like a hybrid model of franchise. So there are elements that I can, yeah, I'm running my own and I'll have my own products and stuff as well. That's, that's, yeah. You're able to build your own business on the umbrella of InvestorKit from what I can see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I said, like a partnership where there are elements where we can leverage each other's expertise Yeah, yeah, and grow faster. What's your top three advice for business owners or even budding property investors? Because I know that it's, Right now with the economy, there's a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. But as a buyer's agent, what are your top three advice? Cool. So we'll mix it up, hey, with business and investing. Yeah. I think having an overall strategy is really important because there's going to be so much noise. There's always noise, right? At the moment, it's interest rates and inflation, living costs. A couple of years ago, it was COVID being the worst thing ever. Yeah. There's always something happening in the media or in the world. So if you don't have a clear long-term strategy, whether it's in business or it's with your property investing, it's very easy to get absorbed with the short-term noise. 
Yes. Whereas if you've got that strategy, you can look back and go, you know what? I'm expecting all these things. This is fine. Everything's still on track. For peace of mind and confidence as well, have buffers in place. Obviously, that's really important in business, having cash flow. Yeah. Property investing is no different. If you want to hold on to your asset or your business, because that's how the tax office say property investing, it's a business. Yeah, it's got expenses, it it's got income. So have buffers in place. Yeah. So, you know, before, because everyone loves a scale and buyers, agents, we love talking about that buying yeah. more properties, building your portfolio. But I'm also very honest about it. Like you should have buffers in place, yeah. six months, nine months, whatever it is, so that you can be confident, go to sleep easy at night and you can ensure that you can hold on to your asset. There's no point holding it for one or two years and selling because you're forced to. You yeah. want to hold on for the long term, right? Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. That's a really good number because down the track I'll be looking at Invest, investing or buy our own property yeah. we're still renting at the moment so it was no, that's it. so, so I'm, a, I'm a rent investor as well and i'll yeah. probably make some more content about that yeah. it's hard in sydney especially for the probably our generation to do that and then just last one in terms of business and probably investing it all makes sense it's just understanding what you're good at and then either partnering or outsourcing the rest yeah. and uh, like for me the way that i've structured it as a partner you know, in business or like a franchise, whatever we want to to call it with Investigate, it's really just matching up where strengths and weaknesses may be or where we can add value to each other. Yeah. So figuring out that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You guys are doing really well as a team there with Arjun and the team. How do you want to impact the world and what kind of legacy do you want to live or want to have moving forward? Or down yeah. the track. Yeah. I think I think where I want to be known or make an impact is I'm finding a lot of our clients, different age brackets, but I get a lot of clients who are either 20, like their 20s, 30s, or in you know, early 40s. And landscape now is so much different to how it was when my parents, like my parents had base, both of them were full-time employees on basically minimum wage. Yeah. They were able to afford two houses in Sydney. The, yeah. Yeah, the the income to property price variance wasn't that big, whereas now it's massive. Yeah. So it, it is harder to living costs are high, much higher now, and we have to be a bit smarter too. Because by the way things are going, more than two thirds of Australians end up on the pension, yeah. and as we know, it's not enough. It's so not enough. if I can help people empower their financial futures, like what I've been able to do especially those who have come from harder backgrounds, then that's the dream. Yeah, that's a great legacy to live, especially for your kid. Yeah. So moving forward, like the, it's good to see an entrepreneurial dad who's helping others. I think that's the main goal is like helping people. It's really satisfying to see that people are striving, especially with your help. Yeah. yeah, and that's the reason why I guess you you put your podcast, right? Yeah, exactly. People that you can impact and help. Exactly. You've already mentioned Robert Kiyosaki, some Rich Dad Poor Dad. Do you have any other books that you can recommend for business owners? Yeah, probably for business owners and people who are looking to grow. I found Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blount. Nice. It's a really good book. Yeah, uh, I refer to that one often. It's a really good book. It really opened my eyes up to business and come out of everywhere. And I've seen firsthand how it can be useful. Yeah. yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I'll go have a look at that and and put it on the show notes on where they can pick it up on Amazon as well. Thank you so much. It's been eye-opening because I've always wanted, in the back of my mind, I wanted to be a buyer's agent as well. And it's just one thing to see someone as young as you really motivated and doing really great goals for your business and your family as well. If the listeners need to help, need some help, with business or even property investing, how can they work with you or how can they reach out to you? Yeah, so easiest way, probably just go on my website, kevtran, K-E-V-T-R-A-N.com.au. Yeah. I'm really active on in an Instagram as well. Yeah. You can find me there, all the socials. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Kev. It's been, I know that you're a very, very strapped time. Thank you so much for giving a little bit of your time and then hopefully I can... Um, get you a bit more business down the track with the podcast so yeah thank you so much and uh, yeah have a great day thanks carlo appreciate it mate okay see you later you've been listening to the business launch podcast stay tuned for more episodes and come and visit our website at businesslaunch.agency. Thank you and have a great day.